All right, here we go. Brand new episode of the Hot D Thrones cast. We got Damon in the Veil making moves. We got Alicent in King's Landing making moves. We got Rhaenyra, Lenor, Viserys tying the knot together. And we have some more wedding shenanigans. So stay tuned. And here we go. Welcome to the Nordies podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm here with my good friend and co-host Jimbo. What's up? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing very well. So obviously everyone knows Eric's not able to join us for this podcast, which is too mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we know how much he loves going through the Game of Thrones storylines, talking about the new additions to the intro uh <laughs> You know, music. Yeah, and... that's going to be lacking completely. Any analysis of the opening credit sequence? I mean, I'm yeah, sure I that's everybody's nothing. favorite part of these. It's going to be just completely lacking. I'll be perfectly honest. I skip it now. Yeah. <laughs> I skip it too. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this. And, I don't want him to know. And I feel I feel guilty every time I do it. I'm like, God, Eric would be so mad at me you know, if he was here with me I mean, right the now. Music's great, um, but like the it, visually, this one is not as interesting as the last one. I agree. Yeah. I, the The blood is a little bit uh, off putting, and it's just like blood and stone. Meh. All right. Meh. It's a it's kind of a yeah. mess, honestly. Anyway, so we're here. We're back for episode five. We light the way on the Thrones cast. And before we get into that, just wanted to do my best Eric impression. Make sure you follow us. Um, he always says Twitter and Instagram. Just Instagram, really. Let's be real. Let's, uh, be, let's be honest. Uh, follow us on Instagram. As it says, 95% memes, 5% podcast stuff. A little bit of through hemp every once in a while. In no big yeah, deal. Yeah, throw whatever we can. Um, it's a nice mix. You do a really good job. It's a, You're a great admin of our, of our account. Appreciate it. I enjoy it. Let's go. So give us a follow. Um, we're going to light the way for all of the listeners on this episode. Um, so let's kick it off with no better start than introducing Game of Thrones' favorite thing, introducing characters we've been waiting a really long time to see yeah. um, that, we've, that we've heard about previously, um, and then killing and them then off almost immediately. Three minutes later, <laughs> killing them. I was like, okay, this chick's pretty, pretty badass. So we get to meet Rhea Royce. Who is yep. you know, in the veil? The the bronze bitch, the the cow, the most annoying and hideous person in the world, according to Damon Targaryen. His described her as like a cave troll. Oh like it's, I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's what you were picturing, like this hideous monstrosity of a person. Uh, turns out she's a pretty badass and B pretty yeah, hot. She's hot. She's she's cool. She made one grave mistake this episode, and that was telling her cousin that he she didn't want him to come with on the hunting trip. Um, so yeah, she's you knew that was she's bad going news. along. She's hunting deer. She goes through a little canyon there in uh, in the Eyre. Is it Eyre or Erie? The okay. Erie. The Erie. Um, you know that's where she's she's from. And um, yeah, she sees like you know a black hooded figure, almost like first time we see Darth Maul or something. Um, mm-hmm. And then she just finds out it's her husband, and then instantly starts berating the hell out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, in response to, you know, she's he's been bad-mouthing her all over the realm yeah. since the jump, um, for no reason, literally. And, yeah, he just doesn't say anything, walks close to her, scares the horse, horse tips over on top of her. Um, I'm assuming, like, breaks her back, breaks her neck, something like that. It looks like she can't move. Yeah, so he's, he's going to walk away. She gives one more dig about how he can't finish, which 
and by the way, it also mentions that he hasn't consummated the marriage, which yeah. is another so it's, again speaks to like his uh, his ED problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it also later when he starts talking about how uh, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to go and take the the whole veil. That's mine now um, by by marriage rights. Well, he didn't really consummate that marriage, so uh, you know, if people know that, then that may be like a challenge. Yeah, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, and then you know, one more gripe. He walks back up with a rock and. Must must have smashed her head in because the description was that her head was also caved in. So, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody. I think most people must have known what's going on here. In what in what just sense? that like like even uh, Viserys when he heard about it was like that's fucking Damon. Like he oh just yeah knew. yeah yeah he just knew this this is not it's not secret information. Like nobody has any proof, but everyone's pretty sure as gifted of a you know horse rider as she was, that kind of shit just doesn't happen. And I think her we'll get to it eventually, but her uncle. Um, alludes to this mm-hmm. uh, in his encounter at the it wedding. Is, so we'll we'll, we'll touch on that. It is interesting to see Damon jump from you know politically motivated uh, murders to just like killing his wife, which I guess was also a political move. Um, but pretty damn cold blooded here. Yeah, I think it's it's. I would say it's like ten percent political, and then like ninety percent he wants to marry someone else, right? For for whatever reason. So I guess maybe that's political too. I guess if you want to if you want to. Go down yeah, that, with that marriage is more political it, in so. in uh, this in you know Westeros yeah. than sure, but yeah. So you know, off to a, a big start. Well, and I guess that's uh he tried doing it other ways of like taking a second wife and you know all he wanted to be king of the whatever the seven steps or whatever that place was mm-hmm. called. That didn't work. Um, he tried to take over what's the Dragon other place, Stone, Dragonstone. Yeah. That didn't work. So now he's just like, well, I have, I, you know, I'm, ex- I've exhausted all my options. I have yeah. to kill her now. This is <laughs> very pragmatic so, in that way, and he, and he did. Yeah. All right. So then, um, then we move to, I don't know if it was it the Red Keep or wherever they were. Mm-hmm. Otto and Allison, yeah, um, have a little chit chat in the rain. Um, Allison vehemently defending Rhaenyra initially, yeah. um, saying, "I trust her." You know, she's kind of putting her her word on the line um, to back Rhaenyra. Otto gives her a little bit of a heat check yeah. of like. Rhaenyra, if she takes power, will have no choice but to kill your kids right. and you. Right. And that'll just be the end of it. So um, I think it was very, I don't know, I don't, I wouldn't consider Alicent to be naive to this point, but she definitely wasn't seeing the long game, mm-hmm. right? She was just kind of seeing the like here and now and like Otto is trying to encourage her, like you got to think like nine steps ahead because that's what they're doing too. Right. And you got to prepare yourself for this reality of like you're not just a wet nurse anymore, you you know, or, or uh, a vessel to yeah. give the king kids. They have used you for that purpose, and that's yeah. it. They don't need you anymore. Yeah, that was interesting, and you know, I think it did make her realize that, like, all right, maybe he wasn't just pushing for more power only. Um, you know, maybe he had his reasons that he didn't maybe want to frighten me with, but now that he has to, he has to tell me like, no, this like my grandkids are going to die. You might die if you know this goes the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I think that was uh, like, and the guy who plays Otto did a really good job of like leaning in and like, but like whispering with authority mm-hmm. and really kind of drove that home. Like Rhaenyra will have no choice but to kill Aegon and the other one. I forget the other yeah, one. Yeah, he's name. great. I do hope that he's not done off the show. I mean, we're going to get the 10 year jump here um, going into episode six, which is the halfway mark of the season. Um, he's going back to Old Town. And then later we didn't see him at the wedding. So I don't know. He might be done and off mm-hmm. the show. Uh, I kind of hope he's like, you know, coming up with some masterful plan from Old Town uh, or involved in that conspiracy, which, you know, we have seen like 
like we light the way is the old town high tower motto. So it's all kind of related. Yeah. I hope that we haven't seen the last of Otto. Well, if there's going to be any sort of battle, he'll be involved yes. for sure. I hope so. so. Um, I think he'll be back. Uh, maybe not right away, uh, but I think he'll be back. Um, who will not be back? We will talk about that at the end as right. well. Um, so then we go to Viserys is traveling um, on his trusty vomit vessel, the the boat. Um, he's heading over to, uh, we find out eventually he's heading to um, Driftmark to meet Corliss to negotiate terms or make the proposal. I don't, I, I don't, they don't do the Ravens on this show. So um, I'm not sure if Corliss knew why he was coming or what exactly he was coming for mm-hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. But um, you eventually find out that uh, they're going to, as Rhaenyra and Viserys had spoken about in the previous episode uh, to marry Lanor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so they get there. Um, but it, oh, so one one thing that is a little bit uh, foreshadowing: the king is not not doing well yeah. on the ship, and I think you're meant to think it's seasickness, and that's a convenient excuse. Right. But I think really the king is just in shambles yeah. at this point. Like physically. yeah, he's he's very ill, um, and people are picking up on it. Um, you know, Rainey's came in, who, who's his cousin, and you know she goes, "How are you, cousin?" and he. He looks at her like, you know how the fuck I am. And then he goes, I'm yeah. doing great. Yeah. Just doing great. She, like, grabs yeah. his, his, like, empty fingers of his glove. Like, oh, Jesus, this guy's a wreck. Yeah. So um, a couple things to note. Um, it was an unexpectedly light reception mm-hmm. uh, for the king. Was, yeah. Um, obviously so, still some some bad blood between uh, Corliss and King Viserys um, over, you know, whatever happened in episode two and three. Um, so anyway, they get to the, the kind of discussion over marrying Rhaenyra to Lenor, and they kind of squabble over, like, what are they going to be called? Right. Oh, well, they'll be Targaryens. Well, technically, they would be Valyrians, because they take the, you know, and so th- there was kind of this, like, back and forth and give and take, and they're like, okay, well, we can call them Valyrians, but as soon as Rhaenyra is queen, then they're going to be called Targaryens. Yeah. Like, so like I don't know why Targaryen that... Reign lineage yeah. after yeah yeah so I, that was kind of weird but they compromised at um, least, you know for the sh- for this moment they did yeah and so then we find out corliss's real moves or real reason for doing this eventually is that he wants justice for his wife mm-hmm. um and she's like dude chill bro i'm over it like you relax go. Yeah. yeah yeah which was interesting Right, because um, there was that time in the the prologue where, you know, she was should have been the rightful heir, but the the kingdom at that time and even now wasn't ready to accept a, a female. So instead, they did a vote. Right, they did a vote, and Viserys won that vote. And Viserys was from a different family, but he was a cousin, and he was of the Targaryen blood, and all those things. So he won. He was the closest male heir that they exactly. Had. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to you know the the sure thing should have been her. So yeah, she was you know, the queen that never was or the queen that should have been and felt robbed, um, rightfully so. Um, so, yeah, they're still coming for that. And they feel like, well, if we can install, you know, in two generations from now, we maybe can have a king back on. Yeah. Yep. And, okay, so that's all. Then they, they you know, they they agree to terms, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and so then the, that wheel starts in motion. Then we get a shot of... Um, I can't remember if this is before or like intercut yeah. within the discussion. Uh, Lenor with his uh, 
similarly to oh I forget uh the Baratheon kid. Um, um Renly Baratheon had a had a Renly lover Baratheon that was Marjorie's sister. Yes. Something Tyrell, Marjorie's brother. Marjorie's brother's Yep, Loras. Loras Tyrell. Oh, man, it's all coming back. Yes. Yeah. That boy, that's a that's ten years oh, ago if you think crazy. about it. Yep. Anyway. Um so then we meet Joffrey, I believe is his yep. name, um, who is uh for all intents and purposes, Lanor's they were they were sword fighting in the beginning, I think, in the courtyard when the king got there. And that's not a, that's a literal. They were literally right. sword fighting. That's not a euphemism. Um, and and then so I don't know if it's if he's like his squire or like an advisor or he's, but I mean, he's, he's definitely his lover, right? He's they make a that knight. He's Sir Joffrey Longmouth. Sir so Joffrey. whatever the fuck knights do in peacetime, that's what he does. But they certainly train a lot together and spend a lot of time and are in love and all those things. Yeah. So that, I don't, again, I don't remember where that was intercut at some point. And then eventually you get to um, probably the most, one of the most poignant scenes of the, um, outside of the wedding, um, of the, of the episode where Rhaenyra and Lenor mm-hmm. um, propose a system, system of checks and balances where everyone can get what they want and they can still do their duty to the realm. And this feels a lot like uh, the deal from Seinfeld where Jerry and Elaine are sleeping together and they make all these rules. Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> So basically, she she proposes she proposes to him. Let's do our duty to the realm. Let's make a couple yep. babies, and then once that's all done, we can sleep with whoever we want to after that. And nobody's yep. the wiser, right? And nobody will. And care. they give this whole analogy of I like duck, but you maybe like goose, and that's okay. We are not compatible. <laughs> the old duck duck goose game. Well, they did it. Yeah, they did it wrong. It's duck, duck, gray, yeah, duck, duck. But anyway, <laughs> duck, yeah. duck, gray, duck. Love it. So yeah, that's uh, that's what they went with, and they seem to be okay with it. Um, uh, Lenor was very in, in favor of that situation. I think he was like the the way they cut the scene with him and Joffrey made it seem like that that would was almost the mm-hmm. end. You know, like they were not not really saying goodbye, but you know. Things are going to be different moving mm-hmm. forward, and now he gets to have his cake and eat right. it too, or so he thinks. That changes theoretically soon enough, right? But yeah. So yeah, that's all. That's all well and good. Um, they go to uh, fly, or they go to head back to um, King's yep. Landing. No, sorry, no, is it King's Landing? Yeah, it's yeah King's, King's Landing. Landing. Um, yeah, so they're headed back to the Red Keep, and you know, there's the ships going. By the way, this is actually pretty close. This is all like within the same bay. So, you know, the people that are like, yeah, but doesn't, don't these ship trips take like, you know, weeks and weeks and they're just fast forwarding and jetpacking again? No, it's actually really close. It's probably, a, I don't know, a day's sail or something. Um, one thing that I yeah, did it's think not like they're, they're going all the way down to, to, to you know, Dorne or right. Essos, like, like Kristen is proposing. We but got anyway. to see a few dragons so, in the sky here, and I looked up what this all was. So um, the one that we hadn't seen before was Rainey's on her dragon which is called Melee's, and that, I guess, is a huge dragon. Like, like two or three times the size of the next biggest, which is Damon's, Caraxes. Um, the next size is Lanor on Sea Smoke, and then the other one we've seen, obviously, is Rhaenyra on Syrax. And Rhaenyra's is by far the smallest dragon, um, like half the size of Caraxes even. So, yeah, I, if there's by the time we're all like having these giant dragon battles in the sky, that's might be important that Rainier's dragon is yeah. actually pretty undersized compared to these other ones. Yeah. That is interesting. 
um, will probably come into so play. Five episodes, at some point. four dragons. We got to pick up the pace. Come on, salsa dragons. I want to yeah. see super the dance. Least. We got to get that dance Let's going. Go. So yeah, so we got the dragons. Also, I I don't know if they've done a good good enough job of of scaling those dragons. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about those size, and and it's cool to see dragons on screen. Maybe it's just from a, a technical standpoint, extremely difficult to do. Yeah, um, to make the dragons you know bigger and smaller to show like this one's twice the size you know uh, i don't know if that's really feasible maybe at this they point don't even time, want you to really maybe... know that at this point so that like when they're going to battle you realize like holy shit yeah you know you feel confident in rhaenyra because she has a dragon and then you they do something in the scale of like like holy shit that dragon is behind kind of small <laughs> our rhaenyra's yeah. dragon and it's five times bigger holy sh- you know some moment like that. Yeah. Where you okay. Can so you're capture right. Some drama. So they're slow playing that. So I think that's. I think you're right there. That's a. That's a good point. So on the on the journey back, uh, Kristen Cole, uh, Sir Kristen Cole, excuse me, turns into a big simp. Crispy. Um, crispy boy cries his eyes out to Rhaenyra about how they can. They're basically like go off the grid. We can do whatever we want. It doesn't matter. I'm a knight. You know, this is the best I'm ever going to get. It's not going to get any Essos. better. Let's go. Yeah. He felt. They did it one time. He fell real hard. <laughs> he fell hard. Um, he fell. He he fell hard enough that, and he is a confident guy for her. For him to think that she would leave all of that, to give it all to up, to be the queen. Uh, you know, he thought he he had satisfied her on that level. So, um, yeah, she kind of reality checked them a little bit. And by the way, did he not look just yeah. like? I was like thinking, have they cast Eric in the uh, Little Mermaid remake because he looked perfect. <laughs> I mean, on the ship, he had the hair, he had the shirt that was like the white shirt, a little bit open. Yeah, kind of unbuttoned at the top. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. he was killing it. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't feel any Little Mermaid vibes, but now that you've said it, it makes perfect right. sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, she rebuffs and says one in a very cool line. She, you know, he well, he's like, hey, you know, you could you could set down the crown, and she's like, I am the crown. You know, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, the crown isn't shit. I am the crown. And great line, great point. And then also she she kind of laughs at him in a way. Like, she was kind of smiling yeah. with her eyes and a little bit with her mouth. I think this is really well acted. Where she's like, you can't be serious. Right. Like, and she calls, on, like, this big, you know, he spun this tale of romance. And we'll be on our own and just be us two. And we'll have, the you know, cinnamon and oranges. And she's like... You think I'm going to leave all that for a you know a crate of oranges and it's like bag that's of what oranges? You're going to call yeah. this. So that was his villain origin story, and I do think that when I said that he's going to turn on her and be a huge problem, I think we're seeing it already. Well, they did it. In, I mean, you know, they did it in a week yeah. in the show. Right. Essentially, actually, I don't I don't remember how far they fast forwarded, but it, I mean, he went he went from being like kind of a prize fighter, you know, for nobility and for the queen to like uh wow he's in big trouble he's contemplating suicide he's almost gonna go through yeah. with it um he's ready to die and like you know things have shifted so dramatically for him and for her and for their relationship mm-hmm. so um now now we'll get to it at the end but like maybe he found a rebound like right away mm. <laughs> love it so anyway um then at some point uh back to Alicent. Uh, we meet for the second time, but we get a little bit more um, in-depth look at Laris Strong. I think is how you say his right. name. Um, he's the the club foot guy with the cane that walks with his foot turned sideways. Gimpy McGee. Yeah, he's um, son he's of, called the the Lord hand, of the New Hand, which we did kind of predict last week that the New Hand would probably be you know his dad, which was 
Well, it's House Strong. Um, Something. I can't strong. remember what the guy's name is, but yeah, the it's House Strong. They are they hold Heron Hall. If you remember, like Heron Hall is the melted castle. Lionel. Lionel. Yes. So Lionel yeah, strong. they they hold Heron Hall. Um, something that's kind of interesting here. Heron Hall is right next to that Isle of Faces. If you remember that from Game of Thrones, where all the werewoods were like supposed to be a hyper magical place. Yep. And you kind of wonder the fact that they kept showing the weirwood tree throughout this. And in Game of Thrones, that weirwood tree in the the Red Keep was cut down in the Godswood. It was a stump. So at some point, it gets mm. cut down. Well, why does it get, get cut down? Is it because it possibly the Strongs are green seers and they're using it to spy for their little spy network? What do you think? Let's get a little magic going. Great point. Great point. We haven't we haven't really delved into the into the magical side of things just yet. So, but unfortunately, um, what they have they... D- dived into is a really bad cliche where anybody that has like some kind of deformity or <laughs> some kind of you know handicap is inherently evil and is, is a snake in the grass, right? I mean, like, well, or they're just like they're manipulative. Yeah, I don't necessarily know. We don't necessarily know that he's evil yet, but. Uh, I thought the actor did a really great job of kind of slow playing a really good hand yeah. um, of poker, essentially by just alluding very offhandedly that he hopes that the princess wasn't right. ill. And Allison is like, oh, you know, I, I think she's fine. And he's like, oh, my mistake. To- totally mm, misunderstood. Right. The maester went there with a with a tonic. I thought something was wrong, you know. Yeah, the king the king sent her so a that, tonic, so I assumed it was you know she was yeah. really ill and and ding you could see the light yeah. bulb on top of Allison's like head she lied to me. be like yeah. oh shit Otto that is right. yeah. bitch yeah. yeah so that was kind of a um, the uh, like a reaffirmation of what Otto was trying to impress upon her and I think the the floodgates have now opened in Allison's mind yeah. in terms of. This shit's I real. can't trust like, anybody. This, this, is, this is happening. I gotta, like, yeah. just stick with my house, right? Which, by the end, you know, she's... We'll, we'll get there. But she she's showing signs yeah. that she is now playing her own game, and she's not trusting anyone in King's Landing anymore. So, um, in continuing to play the game, she has Sir Kristen called to her chambers, room, whatever. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> and she, uh, she kind of does the same thing, too. She slow plays. She's like, well... You know, I've heard all of these things, and I don't want to believe them, and and mm. basically like draws the conversation out so long that Sir Kristen ends up confessing <laughs> that he slept with Rhaenyra. That was some like um, kind of she, tough writing. I mean, that was uh, it, it was, was almost a like bit, a Disney, it was a little bit Disney movie right there. But you know, yeah, it was a little bit childish, and I think it took a little bit too long. I think they could have like he's obviously like bottled up inside. Like we got that. Like anyway, so he confesses, and then he's like, you know what? Fuck it, just kill me. Yep. You know, which is like the the typical like Facebook 2008 when someone's girlfriend dumped them after a long time. They're like, well, I think I'm going to end it, you know, like just kind of for attention. That's all. That's what it seemed like um, at the time. He was you feel for the dude. But, you know, so in a good move from her, she doesn't blow this up. She doesn't go take this anywhere. She keeps it as a card. And says, no, you're free to go. Exactly. And now she has a little piece of power yep. over him and everybody else. Yep. And now he owes yep. her, in a, in, a, in a sense. Like a life for a life kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm still the in charge. If you don't go do what I tell you, I can still have you killed at any moment right. in time. You know, if you go do this thing for me, then you're free of that debt. Anyway, so now Alicent is officially playing the Game of Thrones. I would right? say welcome to the she's, game. She's, she's in the game. 
I think she was pushed uh, to marry the king um, and was kind of happy accepting her role of like almost doing nothing. But then you see those moments of her holding a child and she looks like she's holding a ticking time bomb. Like she's like, I don't, I don't know what to do this, this thing. And then gives it to the, to the, you know, the wet nurse or whatever. Wouldn't you? Um, I mean, I love yeah. my children, God, but at that age, shut up. I would have just been like, nurse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have them available, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, I need five minutes. Most it's of like you've had your kid five minutes yeah. all day, but like, yeah, I need another five yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. I just said, listen, I'll chop your head off. Yeah, I'm the queen. Shit, okay. um, so she's in, she's in the game now. For better or worse, and it's to save her own life, I think. And I think she realizes yeah. that. And it's the, the stakes are, are much higher than just like, oh, well, is it going to be Damon or Rhaenyra? It's like, oh, am I going to die or right. not? And is my house going to come down with yep. me? Um, so then we get to we the get wedding. To the wedding. Um, we get to the wedding. or Actually, no, sorry. This isn't the wedding. This is like a pre-wedding meet this and greet. Like, right? This is like the rehearsal day. seven days from the wedding. And there's going to be seven days of journeys and True. feastings and whatever. And they're going to do, so, um, you know, this is like the welcome party. So I was confused because, um, and, and that's my fault. I shouldn't have called it the wedding. They do make it clear eventually that this is just the, uh, uh, the, the Lannister dude is like, Boy, if this is just the pre-wedding, I can't wait to see what you roll out, you know, for the actual event. Right. But Rhaenyra's in white. It's a whole thing. It seems like a wedding. It's not. So make all the make all of the jokes as you will um, about weddings on Game of Thrones. Um, we're here for yeah. them. We yeah. love them. Well, mostly we got the Lannisters, we got the Royces, and we have the High Towers um, as kind of the main, uh, larger, uh, known houses that that everyone knows. I'm sure there are others there. Oh, and the uh, the Valerians, um, Valerians, obviously. Targaryens, and then we did see um, a couple comments again by the Strongs. They were there as well. Oh, the Strongs. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, okay. I think we we got most of them. <clears throat> so it's this this scene is like weirdly cut, and you can feel the crescendo coming as more and more stuff kind of starts happening and people are arriving and um most notably initially the queen Alicent is not right. there and kind of a big deal that the queen has not showed up and and Viserys makes some sort of flippant comment of like I'm told she's still getting ready right. you know like haha women take forever like come on yeah yeah we got another chance like, you're, for you're uh, the the Lannisters to be an asshole with the sexist comment about that's why women don't fight wars because they wouldn't they'd be late to the battlefield. We get it. Okay, you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. They they did him back to back, and I think I think Lannister is pretty much an asshole, but I think he was like trying to suck up to the king yeah. by making that joke. Anyway, um, so now let's talk about the queen's arrival. Um, the king was in the middle of a of a pretty effusive speech, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, talking about you know, bringing the realm together and uh, joining these two wonderful houses and what it's going to do, you know, positively for everyone in, in the realm and the doors swing open. And there's Allison in her like emerald green uh, dress. Yep. It was like a, uh, which is the color record scratch moment. You know, she's all that. Everybody stops and yep. looks. Um, yeah. And she's wearing a green the dress. Green is, which, the green dress is significant. We, I wish, yep. here's one thing that I wish. I wish that at some point in the previous few episodes, they'd said something about, the significance of the color green to the high towers because instead we got a pretty lazy chunk of exposition when like one guy leans over to another guy and is like well you know what green means right it's the color of war for yeah. the, the high towers and we're like okay that's yeah. cool to know but like we have very lazy i have felt very smart lazy in that moment and figured that out no guess not but anyways so that's well i think important. i think they wanted you to feel like 
the king's reaction was showing you what she was doing was not yeah. good. Like the king stopped talking for a good fifteen seconds. Right. And had to like pick it when up. I mean that I, I just don't think that happens. Um, so I think I think the moment was meant to feel significant, and then they just kind of lazily told you why. There you go. Yeah, which I got, and I agree. That was that was like, dude, you did it perfect. Like it's like a cartoon. Like he puts his hand on the side of his lips and is like, "Do you yeah. know?" <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of like really stupid. Yeah, that was that was a little clumsy, but that's okay. It was a cool moment. And, um, they're you know they're calling um, this and then, the, the green wedding. Right, we've got the red wedding. Really, Joffrey's was the purple wedding. The, pur- the this purple, is the green yep. wedding. Um, maybe not as 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 big. I'm sure we'll get other bigger weddings with a color associated. I hope if there's not, that's a waste of time. And it's kind of not a wedding initially, anyway. Um, then, uh, without being invited, having been excommunicated and banished, thrice, uh, Damon just walks in the front door <laughs> like every time. No problem. I mean, I guess when he still has, you know, the the gold cloaks loyal to him, he can just get in there. And so there's like, it's such a joke that the king cannot keep him away. He's such yeah. a pussy about <laughs> so Damon. Funny. Yeah, such a pussy. So there he is. And then, of course, um, he lets him come and sit down at the end of the table. And somebody gets kicked out. And I don't remember we're, who 45, does, we're 45 minutes into the episode and Damon has been in, I think, two scenes and still has not said a single word to this right, point. Right, yeah. I don't even know if he gets a line later. He does have an awkward dance with his cousin. Rhaenyra. He did. The only the only time he spoke normally was when um, uh, Rhea Royce's uncle, I forget his name already, right. came up and was like, you know, said something about, you know, he's giving him shit about like how she died and you should pay for your crimes. And he's like, oh, by the way, um, I'm going to inherit the whole thing and probably, you know, yep. you'll be there I'm going to go there after this. I'm going to go over there to Lady Jane and talk to her and tell her that I'm taking the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That'll be great. Um, which he probably will, he'll probably do it and then keep it for like a year and then something else bad will happen and he'll lose it again, like everything else. Yeah. So that was interesting, but also like seemingly, again, they brought on a character, they introduced him, they made him seem kind of cool. And then it was like, then that, that moment was over. Um, maybe they'll come back to it. Probably not this season. I don't think, um, maybe, I don't know. I don't really care. So then, like you said, yeah, then then Damon and or then a dance kind of starts like, uh, you know, some song, the new like, I don't know if you want to call it Targaryen theme song. <laughs> it's kind of playing in the background. Uh, never a good sign at a wedding. Um, and everyone's dancing. Uh, Rhaenyra is mainly dancing with uh, Lenor. Um, everyone's seemingly having a good time in and in and amongst this. Joffrey makes a play um, with Sir Criston. Um, because he and Lenor uh, had a moment where they figured out what they yeah. assumed to be her lover uh, was Sir Kristen, because like he was supposed to be taking like watch over her, but like his eyes were only fixated on her. So anyway, they they put two and two together. Also, seemed a little silly that they're like fucking Sherlock Holmes in thirty two yeah. seconds of a dance. Yeah, that was a little bit of a stretch, especially with what it led to. You know, for that to be to set up like an insane murder in the middle of the the you know, reception it was a bit, bit of a stretch, but I like I liked it. Yeah, so he makes a play with Sir Kristen and is like, "Hey, I know your secret. Um, I'll tell you mine, um, and then let's you know let's watch each other's backs or you know, kind even of thing, like, like, like wink, wink, or whatever. Like, yeah, let's all just hook up. Didn't like yeah, that. I think it was just like like a wink, wink, handshake deal. We we know it. Um, we're not going to say anything, but we mm-hmm. know it. Um, and. Then, the, then we get to the weird dance with Rhaenyra and Damon. They're speaking high Valyrian. She's like, well, why don't you take me and make me your wife? And 
put a baby in me or something. I, I don't. Maybe she didn't say yeah. baby in me, but was definitely alluding to that. Damon grabs her face, kind of in like a "I want to f you" kind of way, or mm-hmm. like "Don't talk to me that way." Maybe yeah. both. And then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Then Kristen, crispy, crispy Cole just snaps, which. I don't know, felt a little unearned, unearned, but, you know, he's got, like, a goddamn metal glove on and just starts pounding the absolute shit out of Joffrey Lawnmouth. Um, turns his face into jello? Jello? I don't know if that... It was It was almost as uncomfortable as that... Remember the scene from The Walking Dead when Stephen Nguyen gets hit in the head with the baseball bat? Oh, yeah, and his eyeballs popping and out and his blood's coming down. He's like, and, and he like, can't talk. And he's like, like yeah, when Kristen... Like, ugh, gross. Yeah. That shit sucked. Yeah, like when Kristen has his face and kind of turns it the other way, and you're like, wow, that was... There was nothing left of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, then he, you know, I guess party over, right? So, like, they get out of there, um... Well, it was there was also a weird moment where sorry where where Rhaenyra was like cowering in the corner and um, someone kind of stepped in front of her. Eventually, somebody grabbed her. That was actually um, Laris's brother, strong... which I don't know his name yet. But Laris is like you know he's the cripply one, and then his brother's like supposed to be the biggest, oh, strongest Harwin. dude, Harwin Strong. Okay, he's yeah. supposed to be a big badass, and so he grabs her and runs. Oh off. yeah, that's right. Because then because then Lionel gives him the nod of like, okay, go fucking break this shit up. These people are idiots. Yeah. You know. So that pretty much pretty much ends the party, and then. We do get a scene where um, Crispy goes to the Godswood to commit seppuku. He's going to stab himself oh, yeah. in the gut with his... He's going full He's going full he's samurai. Gonna, he's going to fall on the sword out of honor. And then um, Alicent tells him, like, no, like, you're my card. I don't want you to die. I want to control you, essentially. And he... Which I, I don't really know what's going to happen to him, because can you just commit murder? Or are they just going to come up with a story like, well, she was he was protecting Rhaenyra because... You know, I don't know how that's all going to go, and we don't get to find out in this episode. Uh, well, the, I mean, the only one that could put him in jail above the queen is King Viserys. Right. So, I mean, what what is anybody going to do? Go arrest him? Now she, it feels a little uh, like Tyrion with Bronn. Mm. Now she, now she's got somebody with some fighting skill yeah. in her corner. So now it's not just oh, like um, playing playing the game of like political maneuvering. Now I've got some muscle that I could you know send in, and obviously he doesn't give a fuck. Um, and we'll pummel somebody to the death in front of a thousand people. So I think I think that was the play. I was like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. You're still useful with the sword, dude. And I don't mean that as a euphemism. Right. <laughs> don't fall in love with me too. This is right, bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. And then so yeah. So then, which was kind of a cool. It was kind of a cool scene. And I think again, Allison knows I need to do this stuff. Like this, she's her hand is being forced by everything else that's happening around her. Viserys is trying to create this like level of harmony but everyone else is going under the table you know creating all this you know making mischief um trying to you know maneuver themselves so yeah then we move on to the tearful wedding just a quick scene i mean they they don't even clean up the 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 blood and the rats eat it the blood's still wet yeah you know (laughs) they just they just say like let's just do it now um everybody's here oh as you said after and this was you know, ten minutes after the king has said we're having seven days and seven nights of parties and feasts and tournaments, and then they're like, you know what? We can't wait. Somebody yeah, might die. Fuck it. We got to get married. We got to get these kids married before someone decides they don't want to do it or whatever. Good. Yeah, yeah. Too much shit has happened. And then the king, 
I don't know how many, I lost count at this point. Uh, nose is bleeding, shit's fucking falling off yeah. of him. Like, the whole thing's coming apart at the seams. Um, passes out again, I think. Like, I don't remember. Did he, did he keel over again like, at the end yeah, of the episode? I mean, it was like uh, playing drinking, you had to have like a drinking game with how many times oh, the, yeah. they told yeah. us how sick he is, you know. And then, yeah, that's yeah. it. And then they wrap on like a big... I thought it was a very good episode. I was really into it. I liked the maneuvering. I liked um, the couple moments, you know, bookended of violence. Two new characters. One dies at the beginning. One dies at the end. Um, I think that's them telling us that, hey, this is a story about this family and you're not going to get other random people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't look yeah. for 100 new characters because yeah, they're not they're die. not necessary. And we're not we're not going to be all over the place right you know we might be here and there but we're going to be this, this shit's happening right. here um and then so and then uh metaphorically we have to say goodbye to uh millie yep. well, i'm gonna butcher her name. millie millie alcock is going to be millie replaced by emma and, and emily emma drc and then emily carey is going to be replaced by olivia cook emma drc i don't i've seen her before but i can't think of anything she's done olivia cook is much more mem- like uh recognizable like she's been in some stuff. I can't think of anything, but she's really familiar. Been in a lot of like young adult movies and stuff. She was Diana, Diana in Wonder Woman as a child. Oh, interesting. There you go. Anyway, cool. um, I I didn't know that off the top of my head. I just oh, looked there it up. You go. But yeah, she's been in other stuff, and then also in like some British yeah. TV, obviously. So yeah, I mean that we're getting a ten-year time jump. Um, I don't usually watch the big waiting for next week, but I did catch a glimpse that. King Viserys, motherfucking hanging on, dude. He is not. I wonder if they're going to kill him off in the time jump. Oh, he's he's back. He's wheelchair bound, but he's he's alive. Yeah. So you know, we don't we don't do a lot of like uh, prognostication on this pod. We just kind of break it down. Um, so I don't know. I'm just excited for next week to see these new actors, and it's going to have a whole different feel. Very much so. And just quick shout out to Millie Alcock as Rhaenyra and Emily Carey as Allison. Bravo. Yeah. They did a they did a really great job. Um, they, they had the impossible task of reigniting Game of Thrones and getting people to love their characters, um, even though you know they can be horrible, awful human beings. They they make they did a really good job of making you feel like this was Thrones again at its best. And um, they should be. I'm saying this like they're gonna listen, but like they should be very proud of what they did. Like it's not it's not easy to reboot something that ended so poorly. Mm-hmm. That everyone wanted to be so right. good, and then to come in like cold, cold open, nailed it on a completely, you know, oh, well, not completely, but like basically a new storyline, um, and pull off the things that they did. I thought they did an excellent job, excellent job. I had no. I think complaints. they're in a in a pretty good spot, you know. Like you could become, uh, you know, Kit Harrington and do seven seasons, and then only be Jon Snow forever. Or you can get out while you're young. You're kind of iconic. People are going to be clamoring to these young ladies for big roles i think they're in good shape so yeah they did a very nice i job. think that's right i think i mean the the iron for them couldn't be hotter yes. right now so just just ride that wave. yes we will see what they do next but i think they did an awesome job so yeah well, so yeah and out. just one other thing i wanted to touch on um claire kilner uh, directed episodes four and five okay. which makes sense because it was kind of uh uh, wrapping up the the final before the ten year time jump, right? So they basically told like two stories together. Um, I don't know who's directing um, the next episode. I just thought it was very poignant. And then she's also going to direct episode nine. Okay. Um, um, by the way, Millie so. Alcock said that in that brothel scene, that those naked people were sixty nining for nine hours. 
<laughs> Do it. Swampy. Swampy. Swamp Town. Oh, it it kind of makes you think about that scene from uh, Love Actually, where Martin Freeman yes. and the other, like, the stand-in actress, like, um, they're not really doing it, but they're, like, stand-ins for, like, the lighting and stuff. And they're just having, like, normal yeah. conversations, you know, like, <laughs> oh, naked, like, I love that coffee shop, you know? Yeah. Did you try yeah. that? Great scones, yeah. Genitals, genitals in each other's yeah. faces, and they're just, like, having, like, regular conversations because they're That's, so used to it. So maybe, exactly maybe by the end of the nine like. hours, <laughs> yeah, maybe by the end of the nine, they were really good friends, exactly. you know? Like, you're right. Oh, shit. How'd you guys meet? Uh, funny yeah. story. <laughs> um, I stared at her vagina for nine hours. Anyway, so uh, yeah, great, great episode. I think this felt the most, the most Thronesy. Um, this one in episode three, I think, have been the the two best ones for me. Um, this one had this one had everything. It had the marriage proposals. Um, it had you know the king is just just coming apart at the seams. Um, Alicent is in the game now. Um, Rhaenyra is almost laughably uh, disregarding her duty Mm -hmm. to the realm. She wants to be queen, but do just the bare minimum. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, And then the wedding, the whole wedding scene, you know, Damon's back. He killed his wife. He's trying to, you know, take some more land. Like the whole thing, everything, it had everything that we loved Game of Thrones for. So instead of, we don't have to rank all the characters, but before we go, let's just say who won the episode. There wasn't, I think, a super clear winner. I would go with Allison. I think Allison. I think Allison won. won. She, you know, started to play the game, made a couple good moves. Uh, she maybe is not in the best position here of power, but she certainly improved her station in this episode. I, I totally agree. Um, Viserys has done nothing but drop. Um, Damon was a little, I think it was a little bit light on him intentionally. Sure. Um, the focus was not him. Uh, Rhaenyra, like I said, seems very lackadaisical about this whole situation. Um, doesn't, doesn't seem to be putting in the effort that needs to be mm-hmm. there. Um, I think she's just assuming a lot of things are going to go her way. Um, the Strongs, nah. The Royces, nah. Hightowers, nah. Other than Allison. Right. Um, so I, I think that's the, I think that's the, uh, um, the clear That's winner, it. like you, like you said, she made a couple moves. Are they going to pan out? Probably not. It's Game of Thrones. She's probably something's going to happen. Um, but she she culminated with the green dress and then saving uh, Sir Kristen. Yep. Pretty good moves. So yeah, we actually we, we'll probably wrap here. We got two more episodes coming up with Eric, so Eric should be joining us. Uh, and we'll be able to knock out those couple episodes for you guys this week. Cool. All right. Well. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging in there with us. We'll be back uh, next week with an all new hot D uh, breakdown. Hopefully, Eric will get to participate. Hopefully, we'll have some updates to the uh, the opening credits scene. Um, Eric can give us his full <laughs> two episode analysis of that uh, to make sure we're all caught up. Next week's episode is directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Hey. So battle. I'm not saying there's going to be some violence, but I'm saying there might be some violence. So we'll be. We'll be back for that. So thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week.